Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right, we, uh, we're running a little late on time, so I'm just going to jump right into this. I have with me Coach Matt Potter from the Kansas City Current. And how are you doing today, Coach? I'm doing well. It's a new year, so I'm excited with preseason around the corner to get started. So you have a lot of new players coming in. You've got to be really excited about this coming year after how last year finished and the additions you have. Well, I'm excited to get started. Um, excited to see how we can kind of blend everybody together, obviously. With some new faces, that's always the challenge every preseason. But um, the idea, obviously, is to build off of the successes of last last season and get one more win. Uh, I I just I think it's breaking news right at the moment. You're going to have a uh, new assistant coach, uh, Caroline. How do you say this name? I can't do that. Yeah, good luck with that, <laughs> Coach <laughs> <no> Caroline. <laughs> exactly, sweet Caroline. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, Caroline joins us. Uh, really excited to have her experience. She's obviously had experience both domestically as a head coach and obviously on the international stage and obviously came across some of the teams in my former role with U.S. Soccer that she's been involved with too. So I'm um, really excited to see how she can contribute to the staff, obviously complement the staff that we have and see how she can help our players on a day-to-day -day basis grow. She can also help you uh, translate for your new forward, Mimi Larson. <laughs> yes, yeah, I guess. So, yeah, Mimi, will, you know, the one thing I've, I've admired about a lot of the European players, even with Claire, is they, they, they speak such good English, and I always feel we almost feel we're doing a disservice to them not to talk to them in their native tongues, but maybe that's a challenge for us all to start learning French and Swedish. Yeah, I've I've been working on my Spanish, but that doesn't go. do much good for your team. <laughs> <laughs> well, you n never say never. All right. Well, one of the questions I've actually been very curious about because I'm always interested in people's journeys, and I, it's it's hard to do during the season and the you know little press conferences and you know interviews at the side of the field. But how did you go from a kid growing up in England, playing s soccer there, to being in Kansas City? Uh, quite the journey. I left England at 22. Um, I, I played football growing up, obviously, and was attached to a club and fortunate enough to play for, for my country at youth level. But ultimately, I wasn't good enough to make it as a professional. Um, got released and then ended up in college, uh, playing semi-professional through college. Uh, 
But in 1992, I, I came to the States to work in some camps, you know, the summer camps that a lot of people did back in those days. I think some people still do, but 1992 started a journey where at the end of the summer, I was asked, would I be interested in staying and becoming a staff member for a company in New York? Said yes, and 30 plus years later, here we are with stops in Arizona, Washington, Oklahoma, and now Kansas. What was your first head coach job? Uh, well, I coached a travel team in New York. Um, so I was involved in the youth level there, and I also coached at the select level back east there. And then when I moved to Arizona, I was involved with club and the state program and the Olympic development programs, and then coached in junior college. And then obviously that took me to Division One, where I was also a regional coach involved with the regional staffs, and that's where I started the, the journey Gosh, around about 2010-ish, um, having some sense of a role with U.S. soccer as an assistant or a scout. And basically from there, that led to, after my collegiate career, being involved with U.S. soccer on a full-time basis, which obviously very fortunate to have been in that position. And then now here. Uh, I was interested. I saw you coach for like Scottsdale. Scottsdale Community College. The fighting the artichokes. Yeah, the fighting artichokes. That's <laughs> between that and the Sooners, you've had a couple of the more interesting uh, team nicknames. <laughs> Without a doubt, and Washington State was the Cougars, and so yeah, it's it's been a journey. How much did each of those steps, you know, uh, inform the coach that you are now? And and was there other coaches that you know you you learned from and kind of molded you to the coach you are today? I think we're all shaped by our own experiences you know obviously for me as a player I was exposed to some very talented coaches and uh, at, at the time you know Graham Taylor Tom Wally uh, different personalities back in England that that are quite prominent um, Tom went on to work with Arsene Wenger at, at uh, Arsenal and, and Graham Taylor obviously coached with England so b between those p people and their staff, so I was very fortunate to be around uh, some very influential people and players, you know, players I've played alongside. So that obviously shapes you from your own experiences and there's, a, there's some things that you'll always do and there's some things that you learn not to do. Um, in my own journey, I feel I grew up, you know, I was born in England, but really made in, a, in the States in terms of growing up and becoming an adult and having a professional career and being able to a teacher by trade and being able to combine that with with football was probably you know that became a passion and the different stops along the way whether it be youth and club whether it be um, ODP or state programs whether it be national teams whether it be college I think they've all shaped and helped me mature to be the person I am now so I'm very grateful for the journey I've had because it's it's given me the kind of full context of what it is in the States. We've got to <laughs> get a hold of yourself, Joe. But, uh, but that, that's kind of shaped me. So all those experiences, I think, if you put them all together, that brings me to where I am today and very in tune with who I am as a person, very in tune with who I am as a coach and now just trying to to create environments for people to thrive in. 
you said you're a teacher and a coach. I, I, I see the type of coach that you are is as much teacher as, as anything else because you're you, uh, from the outside looking in, you seem to be the person who's trying to help players mold into the, the player, the, the best that they can be and things like that. You know, how do you see that? Is that, is that kind of a very similar role for you? Yeah, I think you know, experience has taught me that for now, it, for for where I find myself now, it's about giving back and how can I use my experiences to help people and meet them where they're at, whether it's a player, whether it's the club. And my job, I I see, and even staff, my job I see is to create the environments for people to thrive, and that's all those people. It's people within the organization. It's the staff that I get to work with on a day-to-day basis, and the players and. If we put all that together, then then we'll have an opportunity to create some sense of an identity, which we talked about all last season, and um, and and that gives us the platform to move from. You know, there's there's where we are currently and where we potentially see ourselves getting to, and our job is in the middle there. There's that gap, and how do we fill that gap? And that's our responsibility, and my responsibility is to try and keep the the team and the performances moving forward. Not exactly where I was going to go originally, but it just popped into my head. How many of your players do you see being future coaches? You know, which ones? Which ones do you see being good future coaches? Because obviously, the league, the sport, needs more female coaches to to help the future of this the sport. Yeah, I've been very very blessed through my whole career to come across some really good um, players, but also really good teachers. Um, and a lot of them, even in their chosen fields, some have, have gone into um, coaching, whether it be their own children now or whether it be um, as a career. So in our current roster, yeah, there's definitely some inquisitive you know, people that, that, that some of them have a, a affinity for a part of the game, whether it's a high performance team member. Some are interested in the strength and conditioning. Some are interested in the analyst work with Donna. Some are interested in the medical side with Woffer and that and that that group. So, but in terms of the actual coaching side, yeah, there's some players that are very in tune and um, ask questions. And I think that that's what you're starting to see is there's a there's a platform and an avenue for them to 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 stay in the game and and opportunities in many pieces of the game and in many structures of clubs and so on and so forth, whether, it, like I said, be at the professional level, whether it be even in the academies and the future seems to be leaning towards it, you're, you're going to see that more and more within clubs. And so, uh, yeah, I think there's a, there's a whole group of players that want to stay attached to the game. And the exciting thing for them all is there's going to be opportunities that wherever their passion lies, they can, they can influence the game for the better for the future. And I know we've talked a few times over the last season, and the the word identity comes up. Uh, but anytime we would ask anything about uh, formation or shape, you would always talk about we're, we're more focused on the identity of the team. What word should I use better than if I was going to ask you, like, you know, what 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 were you trying to do in this moment instead of saying a formation or shape? How should we how should we ask you that question? <laughs> Uh, well, the identity piece drives us. So, you know, we had a clear way of um, trying to express ourselves in a game. And that had nothing to do with anybody else but ourselves. Obviously, uh, we created structure and framework 
that allowed us to um, either exploit an opponent or be able to handle an opponent. Um, sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't go so well. But but the reality is it allowed us then to focus on desired behavior and, and that's where we've, we've spent a lot of time. Um, in our possession, there's the player on the ball, the player off of the ball, so on and so forth. But how can we structure ourselves in a way that we can progress and how can we um, use the way we go about things to advance the ball and our ultimate aim is to entertain and if we can take the game to the opponent that's going to fit the identity of the community you look at the Chiefs now going into another playoff game it's never dull to watch a Chiefs game and you know Patrick you know leading the way has no fear in how he goes about things and he's always looking to go forward and he's always looking to to play on the front foot and, and, and make things happen and that's how we're in tune with the identity of a community in terms of the sports teams and, and that's how we want to be perceived in our in our chosen sport kind of going back a little bit because i read my questions out of order that's okay uh what position did you play you're you a midfielder I, I believe when you were when you were young what position did you were you attacking defensive or no i was I was pro I was a midfield player um, overall, probably more in line with what would be a, a six nowadays than a ten. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also played a little bit at fullback too. So, were, were you the destroying type of midfielder or the deep lying playmaker? I was. Yeah, I was not not afraid to to help out others when they they needed it and. Yeah, I think my one of my biggest gifts was my ability to to understand my own limitations and then play within my strengths. And so, yes, I was very much a, a, a passing ball winning player that then allowed the the creative players to go work their magic. I've I've always thought that uh, the farther back on the field you are, the more likely you are to become a better coach. I mean, I know there's always exceptions, and people will argue with me with that, but. Uh, defenders, defensive midfielders, because they see so much more of the game. They have to think farther ahead of, the, of you know, it's not just one moment. They have to think of the whole game. Is that, you think that's a fair statement? Well, I think there's talent all, all, all over. And the reality is for me, I, I can very much kind of picture what you're talking about because, you know, I, I liken it to an orchestra and a conductor. The conductor, your job is to keep everybody in line and your job is to keep things moving and keep things in sync, but you actually never play a note sometimes, you know, so, so for me, I, I kind of vibe with what you're saying. Um, yeah. And I think the pictures that you get to see that talks to the experiences we talked about earlier, what shaped me to be who I am today. It's, it's the playing experiences. It's the, the games that you were in, the levels that you've been exposed to. So, yeah, put all that together, and here we are. Yeah, and when I say farther back on the field, I exclude the goalies because they're usually a little too crazy. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about that. There's some good <laughs> coaches out there that have come through over the years. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think the game has evolved so much now that, like I said, if, if you're passionate about it and you and, – you put in the time and do the work then you can find a niche anywhere and whether it's a goalkeeper trying to become a coach or whether it's a field player trying to become an athletic trainer there's room room to follow your passion 
All right, before we totally run out of time, um, I'm going to keep going until I get stopped, I guess. But that's the only way to play the game, right? Exactly. Like I said, like I said earlier, we, you made a lot of additions this off season. Uh, you know, looking at the roster, it seems like it's over half midfielders by by name at least. How do you get all these players time and make them happy? Or you know, how is how is that? It's going to be a difficult challenge, I would have to imagine. Uh, yeah, I think first and foremost, I would applaud you know Cami as the GM and the group of people that she's got working in terms of identifying players that they feel that can fit the identity of who we're trying to be and how we're trying to play. You know, the, the reality when you want to be one of the top teams, which is what we want to be, you have to have depth in your roster and you have to have versatility in your roster to play in different ways and at different points in time in the game. Um, one of the things that we did really well last year was there was a togetherness about the group and that will be important this year. Regardless of who's on the field, those are the ones that are representing us. Um, every season's going to bring up some some things that are going to go well and then some things that are going to challenge you. So we're going to be no different. But if we can stay together, if we can work hard and use that depth now to our advantage, then there won't be any scenario that we don't go into that we don't feel we can cope with. And if you feel like you can cope with things and if we put ourselves physically in a good place, then you never have any fear. And if you have no, if you play with no fear, then good things can happen. I know that last year and after the final, you ticked off all the players that they were able to bring off the bench. Uh, do you feel like you have that, that same talent level now? Well, even in the final, we felt we had talent, but we didn't have experience. You know, bringing Elise into the game, bringing Izzy into the game talented players and their best days are ahead of them not behind them but when you look over and Crystal Dunn's coming in and Sugita from Japan and Janine Becky you know world-renowned players for all the right reasons now we we get to be in a different position where maybe we can bring in some of the players we brought in or maybe we can bring in some of the players that have played a lot for us last year and that experience is invaluable because one of the things it'll be about is how we handle the environment and how we handle how we play at a, diff a certain period of time, regardless of score. So now we've got, got options. and A lot it, more options. Yeah, we've got a lot more options, which is um, great for us and really confusing for an opponent to try and figure out. You know? And so one of the things I think you, know, you highlighted last year is how fluid we were and what we tried to do and we didn't get stuck on you must be and this must happen um, now we've got so many creative players and so many different ways to go about it then that's going to make it even more difficult for our opponent and plus a, a batch of rookies coming in you got to be kind of excited about them too Michelle and uh, Spanstra and all the rest of them yeah I think you know again I think that when you bring in new um, it's about there's two things when you know change is change it's just change um, when you bring in new then you've got to give them the time to find their way a little bit and, and get used to how we do things and that's where our experience will come in um, but also they also bring an edginess that can push you in a new direction and that's what I'm excited to find out I'm excited to find out what what we're actually working with and, and how we can best put the puzzle together to create a product that's great for, for the fans to come out and cheer on. 
Cool. I'm, I'm getting the we got to stop it sign. But uh, just any any last words, Coach? No, really looking forward to preseason and getting going again. Um, I think the excitement you're expressing in the group is there for everybody to see. So I can't wait to work with them and uh, start the journey. And we're really looking forward to putting a product out there that everybody can be proud of. Excellent. Appreciate the time, Coach. Thank you. Thank you.